Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Irma Ahmed for IFLC. We're proudly sponsored by Everlast. We're at the Matrim Gym. What are you wearing today, Adam? Uh, Dior today, mate. Oh. No, 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 I'm not big on that sort of stuff. Oh, really? Kids, you know what I mean? I've seen you on DNG yeah. stuff. Yeah, only because it's DNG, obviously, as an ambassador for the brand uh, Umar and uh, you know, a catwalk model for, for Dolce Gabbana. Sometimes, obviously, commercially, you have to do those things. One thing is, some people watching that will actually believe that. Uh, Eddie, yeah, here down for Connor Ben, who looks in, in good shape. Uh, what's he weighing? Uh, what we're eight days away from the fight. Just, just asked him then. I said. Don't have to tell me if you don't want to in front of the media. He's 163 pounds. So sorry, mate. he's six pounds over. And it's crazy to think that he makes 147. I mean, obviously, he wouldn't be as heavy as that at this stage. But he looks like he's on weight. And he's still got six pounds to, to come off. So look, he's going to be the smaller man in the ring. There's no doubt about that. But he's had a tremendous camp. He's worked hard. He's you know been sparring. Just did 12 rounds with Felix Cash. He's ready to go. So on the Chris Eubank Jr., there are concerns from the public that he might not make weight because he's eating KFC, chocolate cake, the burger the other day. Um, do you think he's actually consuming those products? Well, no, he might be spitting it out after the video, but he'd look a bit silly if he didn't make weight after those videos. I think he's confident of making weight. You know, It's only really when you start making that cut, he'll see if there's going to be a problem. Obviously, there's extensive financial penalties in place, which he won't want to pay. Um, and he accepted the deal at that weight, so they must believe they can do it. You know, from Ronnie Davis's point of view, from the British Boxing Board of Control point of view, uh, they're confident of, of the numbers that they're seeing at the moment, and um, you know, he's he's got to make that weight, and and we believe he'll do so. In terms of a British fight, I think Frotch Groves too was the best build-up I've seen, but this is closing in on it. Yeah, the numbers have been massive, and I think because everybody in the country across all age groups knows the name and knows the rivalry. So whether you're talking about granddads and, and fathers and 60-year-olds, 70-year-olds, 80-year-olds, middle-aged men like me, you know, the younger generation that are now following these two fighters, everybody combines that narrative. Everybody watched the first two fights of that generation. Everyone's been watching Connor and, and Chris. The characters just 
interact so well. And they're so much like their dads. You know, from Connor's side, it's that aggressive, you know, young fighter that just wants to go to war. And Eubank is the posturing performer. And and I think Chris Eubank's been brilliant. And so is Connor. And next week's going to be massive, you know, to build up to this fight. I think it's going to be national news everywhere. I know it is. We've got Good Morning Britain tomorrow. Massive slot with me, Caller, and Chris and, and Connor. And I really don't feel like there'll be a lot of people in the country that won't be tuned in or won't be aware of this fight happening on October the 8th. Junior said that he won't be getting up to anything in the bedroom. Uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I don't, I don't really know the, the, the QT for the industry norm, to be honest with you. I know it, it exists, but um, each to their own, I suppose, Umar. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, he's been great value. I saw the uh, the first episode that Matram put out, uh, which people should give a watch because I thought that was a, a good piece of uh, shoulder content. But yeah, he's been uh, very good in the build-up. Uh, but he's trying to wind up Connor, oh, isn't he? Yeah. And probably is a little bit. Like Connor, I think the main thing for Connor here is he's got to keep his cool because Connor likes to go in and let his hands go and and can be reckless. And you don't really he wants to, Connor really needs to use all the attributes that he's. Um, he's sort of acquired with Tony Sims in this fight. Not just a kid who likes to go in and sit in the pocket and have a tear up. I know everyone wants to see that and there'll be a lot of that in this fight. But he's also a very underrated boxer. He has a tremendous jab. He has great movement. He has good defence now. So he's got to use those attributes rather than just going in and losing his rag because Eubank's wound him up. And that's a danger in this fight. And there's definitely a bit of that from Eubank. Eubank will be wanting to wind Conor Ben up big time next week to make him lose his rag. Final one on this. Will Senior be coming next week? Um, I don't know. It's, I mean, that's obviously over to their side. I would expect so. You know, one, because I'm sure he'll want to support his son. And two, I'm sure he'll want to be involved in just a massive event. Obviously, Nigel's here. He's been in camp with Connor the whole time. So um, I expect both fathers to be there. Okay, Eddie. Uh, Tyson Fury, well, I'll actually say the time... It's quarter past one on Thursday, 29th September. We've got time to stamp these things because uh, things are changing constantly. Tyson Fury put a video this morning saying that ESPN, BT, DAZN are all on board. They're all happy with the terms and they're on the same page. Uh, in terms of ticketing, the venue, everything's sorted, he believes. Um, and now he's saying you've had the contract for over 14 days. It's up to you to sign it today. Yeah, I mean, firstly, 80% of what you said is not true. So, firstly, certainly the deal is not done with BT, DAZN and everybody on the UK, global rights. It's in a decent place. Everyone's been very proactive and productive as they have been since this episode started. Secondly, we have not had the contract for 14 days. Um, I'll give you the timeline of events. We agreed terms for the, for the fight. And by the way, I don't really want to speak too negatively because the process has been pretty good, especially with two promotional rivals that don't really talk so we agreed terms for the fight it took us eight or nine days from there to receive a contract I think it was like Friday late Friday uh, last Friday from there all that week which was last week we had meetings zoom calls we had calls every day and got the contract which when we first received it was all over the place in a decent place on Monday Two days ago, we sent the final draft of the contract back to Queensbury. Tyson Fury came out and said, the fight is off. We are not, I'm not taking this fight. You've missed the boat, blah, 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 blah. Okay, fair enough. Yesterday, we kept going. We kept talking to George Warren. 
who said, look, let me talk to Tyson. Let me try and convince him to still take the fight. Okay. Yesterday, Wednesday afternoon, we received the comments from Queensbury on our final draft, of which there were many. Uh, and I spoke to George Warren last night at midnight, and he said, look, Tyson's saying he's not doing the fight, but let me talk to him and we'll go from there. In the meantime, we're working on the contract, which was sent to us yesterday from Queensbury. Then, out of nowhere, we see the Instagram post, like the rest of the world, you've got to sign it today. Again, but it's not getting signed today because there are a number of things to work for on the agreement. We've never been told once by Queensbury because they know it's not ready to be signed yet. You have to sign this contract today. The only time we ever see that is generally on the day or a day before from Tyson Fury. So if he wants the fight, we've had three or four people working nonstop on this, this fight for a long time. I can't actually fault anything from Queensbury's side. And if you ask them honestly, I don't think they could fault anything from our side. There's been no bad mouthing. It's been very smooth. But you know, this fight, Eubank Ben, from the moment the contract was sent, took nearly three months to sign. Okay, So you're talking about us having a contract that was all over the place for about 10 days now, whilst all these other conversations were taking place. So I haven't really got anything negative to say other than I just don't know what Tyson Fury really wants. I've always believed, you know, I know that he's got a contract with Manuel Char. He's now offered Derek Chisora to fight again. Yep. So we're like, and then we get that today. I don't, you know, there is, we will go back on Queensbury's comments today. And again, like I said, we sent them a final draft on Monday and they come back with their comments. That's fine, by the way. I'm not saying, oh, I can't believe they wanted more changes to the agreement. It's just the process. Um, I just don't really know what to believe, what comes out of his mouth. I, I don't know if he wants the fight, if he's going to allow the process to unfold. He told us the deadline was Monday. He called the fight off. Now he's changed his mind. Now he's telling us the deadline's today. Now he's going to come out tonight and go, you're a dosser. The fight's off again. But we'll, we'll keep carrying on. This, this is a real disadvantage to Anthony Joshua, like this fight date, everything. He basically, you know, from a training perspective, we wanted December 17th. We made that publicly clear. We weren't given the option. He even accepted the date. He accepted the terms. All the terms were non-changeable, and he accepted all of them. But there are certain things, particularly when you're talking about, and Fury says, um, you know, we're the major shareholder in this fight and we're even letting you have a look at things. Oh, thank you very much. Very kind. You said you can be co-promoters. Yeah, but of course. You're always a co-promoter. When we did the Usyk fight, K2 were co-promoters. When we did the Pulev fight, they were co-promoters. Any event where you have a financial split, it's not just a case of we'll do all the deals, all right, and sorry about your existing commercial deals and we'll let you know how much it comes to. No, we have to be involved in those deals. And at the moment... Ultimately, Queensbury have the, the final right of say on all of the commercial deals, and that can't be a, be possible when AJ has so many commercial deals and you have forty percent of the revenue. You have to be involved in those conversations. So it's not honestly like it's not slow. You're talking about the biggest fight in boxing. This process has not been slow. What is frustrating is out of nowhere, Fury comes out 
cancels the fire, two days later comes back and says, all right, well, you've got to today. When we only received the comments from Queensbury on our final draft late yesterday afternoon. So in terms of what the public know, 60-40 split for this Correct. fight, agreed. 50-50 for the rematch clause, agreed. December 3rd in Cardiff, agreed. Reluctantly agreed. Okay. Um, aside from that, what are the remaining outstanding issues, major issues that need to get resolved for you to sign the contract? Really about the process of the co-promotion. I mean, there are, there's still a number of issues around the agreement, but mostly when you're talking about the decision-making process and the final rights of says of, of commercial deals, which... I don't want to bore you with that, uh, Umar, but if you have a commercial deal with a broadcaster, a brand, and all of a sudden a, a deal rears its head that is ultimately can be accepted by Queensbury that could put AJ in breach of another agreement, like we have to be involved in that situation. And also, if we're on 40% of the split of revenue, we have to be involved in those conversations where you're driving revenue to the show. It's not just, okay, good luck, let us know what it is. Are they not showing you that? No, because there's been conversations that have taken place without, our, without us being involved. And ultimately, the decision is with them as to what deals are, are taken. So the, the bulk of the terms are agreed. Now it's about papering it. You know, AJ's not Manuel Char. And, and Fury talks about him being the B-side for this fight. And yeah, we, we accept we are, whether right or wrong, in our opinion, we're the B-side for this fight, we're the challenger. But it doesn't mean we just roll over and sign a bit of paper that makes no sense to us. We're giving you everything that ultimately you've asked for. You wouldn't move on the split. You wouldn't move on the rematch. You wouldn't move on the date. Okay, we'll do it all. But, you know, from there, it has to be right. And again, I don't think you'll see Frank and George coming out saying, that's oh, a joke. This is ridiculous. Because, honestly, it's not been. We, I've spoke to George Warren every day for the last... 10 days. I spoke to him at midnight last night. So the, the lines of communication are open. And, and you know, again, we've never been told that there's a deadline to sign this agreement. Only we've seen that on Instagram from Tyson Fury. So today Tyson came out and said that all the networks have given their blessings. Are you saying that's wrong from no, DAZN's point of view? The deals are done. They're not done at all. DAZN happy to move forward with this? DAZN are 100% happy to move forward. They, the deals have got to be agreed by both, side, both sides, right? The uh, US deal has not been discussed. The global deal, there's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of work to be done. But in principle, everybody, as they were at the start, is happy to move forward with an agreement that, that commercially suits everyone, not us, the broadcasters. So, that, you know, that, those, those contracts have to be drafted, read, and dealt with. So, but that's not really... It's, it's the way that those processes unfold, quite frankly, rather than, you know, is there a deal in place now? No. With the broadcasters? No. Would, do you think we can make one? Yes. And how long would that take to reach a deal? No, no, I mean, with the broadcasters? Yeah. But we, that's, that's a process that's going to have to be undertook, you know, ultimately. that in days, weeks? Probably weeks. For, for the broadcasters? To, to draw up international rights agreements. Yeah, probably a couple of weeks. But that's not stopping the fight from happening. We're talking right. weeks and we want, what, six or seven weeks for a build-up for that fight. Yeah, I, I don't think, I mean, I think a deal could be done in a few days. It could be a couple of weeks. But, you know, we're happy as well to move the fight to December 17th, if, if that's an issue. You know, I mean, we've said to them all along, that's the date which we think the fight should happen. We're not saying that, by the way, just before someone wants to go, oh, he's trying to move the fight. We've never gone back to Queensbury and said, 
move it to December 17th. We've accepted December 3rd. But we have to be involved in all conversations because of AJ's existing rights deals. Last one. In that video that Tyson put out this morning, he referenced the video you did with Coogan on IFL about when you were in negotiations with Shelley Finkel about Joshua Wilder and you were saying how they're not showing any urgency. And there are some fans out there, Fury fans, who believe you're not showing any urgency to get this papered and done with. So do you want to just make a response yeah. to that? Deontay Wilder never sent us a contract. We never had contracts going backwards and forwards with Deontay Wilder. We never had meetings, Zoom calls, conversations, phone calls with Deontay Wilder. Every day since this fight was agreed, there's been conversations, meetings, non-stop. So, yeah, the Wilder team never showed any urgency. Um, by the way, when, we, when they made us an offer, Deontay Wilder, we said, no problem, send a contract. They never even sent a contract. This, we accepted terms. Eight days later, nine days later, we received the contract. From there, every day, we've had calls, meetings to progress this deal. We've now had final drafts go back, red lines go back. With the Wilder contract, we never even received the contract from Wilder when we said, no problem, thanks for your offer, send a contract. So this fight, by the way, AJ signed to fight Tyson Fury. What? 10 months ago, 11 months ago, and Tyson Fury pulled out of, of that fight because of the arbitration. Understand? But AJ signed this contract before. That was a different kind of contract where the rights actually weren't available in that situation uh, because the fight was taking place in the Middle East. So he's prepared to sign his contract again if we get it in a, a fit state. Is George Warren and, and those guys at Queensborough, are they pushing you to move at a quick pace? Uh, yeah, we, we both are. But they're not, you know, they know where we're at. So if they wanted to sign a contract on Monday, they could have. I'm not saying that, that I can't believe they didn't, but they wanted to make their comments to the agreement. They took two days after we sent the draft to come back with their comments. They sent the contract back to us yesterday afternoon, and we will go back with our comments, probably today. And they will look at that. This is what happens, Umar. It goes backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, till you reach a point within the agreement, and both sides look at the contract and go, I'm happy for my client to sign it. Simple. Not some blokes calling you a dosser on Instagram, you better sign it now. So I believe, and I've said this from the start, that Tyson Fury wants to fight Manuel Cho. And it, you know, obviously now he's Chisora's had the offer as well. So that's what he doesn't want to fight Usyk. I mean, you start looking at it and, and when it all makes sense, you think he doesn't want to fight Usyk, clearly. They're fighting in spring, aren't they? They're meant to be. Umar, he had a chance to fight Usyk in the summer for fortunes. And he chose, he said, no, I'll need a warm-up fight. And he fought Dillian White. That whole deal was done between everybody. Now, he, he's not going to fight Usyk in February because he wants to have a December fight. Now, apparently, he wants to fight AJ. If he don't fight AJ, why don't he fight Joe Joyce? They're in the same team, right? Joe Joyce would take that fight instantly. But everyone's going to let him get off with fighting Manuel Char. And this is what I go back to when I talk about AJ's resume. Where is the Sefer Severi, Francisco Pianetta, Tom Schwartz and Manuel Char in AJ's resume? Like he's never been given those gimmies. Fury was making a comeback with lots of weight loss. Okay. Well, what about Tom Schwartz? That was off the back of the Wilder fight. That weren't a comeback. That was after the first Wilder fight. What about if he fights Manuel Char now? Well, come on, mate. What, do you think that's acceptable? 
it's not for me to say. But. Well, it is for you to say. You're entitled to your opinion. But it's not. It's not acceptable. If you're the if you're the linear champ, you're the guy who wants to fight Usyk, fight these guys. You know. And I hope he, I hope we get the fight done. But if not, fight Joe Joyce. Oh no. And the comments yesterday. Come on, Joe. This isn't a tour, mate. You've got to build yourself up right now. He's number one in the world. Quick one on that before we close off. What did you make of Joyce's win over Parker? I haven't seen the fight, but he did exactly what Joe Joyce does. He's a right fucking handful. And to the casual eye, they can't understand how this guy is even in the picture of the world heavyweight scene. But anyone who knows boxing knows that he's got a fantastic engine. He's technically underrated. He's got a great chin, which I don't know how long that chin will last, but at the moment, it's standing strong. And um, I think he's going to be a real handful. I'd love him to fight Tyson Fury. I'd love him to fight AJ. I'd love him to fight Usyk. I'd love him to fight Deontay Wilder. I'd love him to fight um, Derek Chisora. I'd love him to fight Dillian White. He, he will never be in a bad fight. He's a right handful. Right handful. Last How old is he? 37? 37, Joe wow. Joyce. It's like George Foreman. Last question. Um, where are we with John Ryder and Edgar Belanga Jr.? So we received enough. I mean, actually, one thing I will say is... And when Fury pulled out of the fight on Monday, I did think to myself, well, that was a fucking waste of time. But quite good that we actually opened communications with Queensbury. And I know it's not Frank, but seem to be getting on well with George and have spoke to him every day. They made us an offer for Zach Parker to fight John Ryder. Um, I say an offer. It's been ordered. It will be ordered by the WBO. Good offer. You know, we're still negotiating that fight. At the meantime, we've been... Uh, approached by Edgar Belanga's camp to fight Edgar, Edgar Belanga. So John Ryder at the moment has the Zach Parker fight and the Ed, Edgar Belanga fight, which he likes both those fights. So we'll be making a decision in the next few days over which one he will take. Okay. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.